0: That's uh, that's why I got these colors on. Um, Also, today at 3.30 is the last performance of uh, the best Christmas pageant ever, and this is a really good show, so I would would encourage you to come. Uh, Stand with me today. We're going to read a fairly lengthy passage of scripture, but hopefully you'll be okay with, with reading it. It's from Matthew. He asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied. For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for... This season, this time of year, you have our attention, Lord. I pray that, uh, that, that we would profit by it, and we will, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, over the, those of you who have been here for a number of years know that at times I am uh, um, prone to giving quizzes around Christmas time. And at times they've been uh, known as infamous quizzes, other times they've been called worse uh, epitaphs that have been, have been attached to them, and uh, and but usually that's because I, sometimes I'm just messing with people. You know, sometimes they got you know bad puns and stuff involved in it. Uh, however, the last few years that's not the way that I've been doing it. I've been doing it a little bit differently, and we're going to do one today. And so the, this sermon is called Twenty Questions, and the reason why we're going to do it is because this is information for you. Uh, most of these are questions that are directly from the scripture and when I say information for you it's information for you to kind of take inventory and go do when's the last time I read this do I really know this so question number one some of some of the questions of course were 20 questions yeah question number one uh it's pivotal it's always number one which books in the new testament tell the story of christ matthew mark luke or john now i used to be uh distressed at how many christians did not know the answer to this i'm no longer distressed because i'm just so used to it but i'm saddened because if you don't know the answer to this you may have read the story at some point in time you haven't read it recently and you haven't read it a lot so the answer is Matthew and Luke Matthew tells the, the story basically from Joseph's point of view also uh, tells the story of the of the Magi the wise men coming and uh, uh the slaughter of the innocents and uh, and Joseph fleeing to Egypt with, with his family. Luke uh, tells basically the story from Mary's point of view. Also uh, the shepherds and the angels appearing to the shepherds and them taking Jesus to the temple to have him, to have him dedicated and all. But these are, these are the two books where it comes from. Okay, let's do, a, let's do an easier one right now uh, because we just read it. Uh, where did the Magi come from? And we're going to make this really easy. You don't have to do a country, just a direction. Charlie the East yes okay and if you didn't know the answer to that then you haven't listened to anything today that we've done so far because we've sung it we've uh, we've read it and all of that third question who came to see the Christ child on the night of his birth angels shepherds wise men little drummer boy okay that just went ahead and answered itself uh, let's let's take it back because it this thing doesn't want to. There we go. Okay, stay, stay, stay. See, I want to do that because of Little Drummer Boys in Color, and uh, and it's it's just a nice thing. Yeah, the the answer is the shepherds. Some people would say angels. The angels didn't actually come. The angels came to the sh- the shepherds. they were probably angels there. But the Bible doesn't tell us that. And it was sometime later before the wise men came, and we'll talk about that later. Not only did the little drummer boy not come, there also was no innkeeper uh, in the scripture. There was no room for them in the inn, but uh, doesn't, we don't have a character by that name or anything. Okay, we're, we're moving along very nicely. How many of you are scoring 100 so far? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Number four. Come on when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant he rejoiced decided to have her stoned decided to divorce her and it keeps on doing that doesn't it <laughs> see you don't have a you know how do I know if you people are cheating or not when <laughs> the answers keep popping up it's one, <laughs> it's one of those interruptions that's right you need new batteries uh, yeah no he didn't rejoice he didn't he didn't know what this was I mean would you rejoice if you found out that your fiance was pregnant and he could have had her stoned that was the law of Moses yeah. but he decided to divorce her when you were betrothed in those days in order to break a betrothal you actually had to, to do a divorce and not only did he decide to divorce her he decided to do it quietly which tells us something about the kind of man that Joseph was you know people were going to ask questions uh, and so rather than trumpet what the reason was he decided he would do it quietly but that's not what he did did he what what changed joseph's mind now let's just see if this is going to work or not okay reading the prophets talking to the priest an angel appeared to him in a dream okay wait till we get a little further down and answer out loud yeah they will. yeah because i've got a couple here that are hard you know he could have found out from these other but an angel appeared to him in a dream it's, it's an interesting thing and I, I don't know that it's significant or anything but uh, joseph his uh the one he was named after in the old testament was uh joseph the dreamer and there's several times here that we see God speaking to, to, to Joseph in dreams. Now, uh, that doesn't mean that those first two things are not good ways to get information. You know, if the only information you ever get is, is from dreams, then you're a weird person. <laughs> but that's a legitimate way. God, God does speak in that way at times. And, you know, this took faith. This, this took faith I, you know I, I don't know if Joseph was used to angels coming to him in dreams or following dreams or anything like that but what the angel was telling him was hey you know it looks like she's guilty and it's going to look like you're guilty as well but you're not this is all God go ahead and trust it and walk in it Pretty good guy. Pretty good man to raise the Christ child. When Herod tried to kill Jesus, Joseph was warned to take him to Assyria, Babylon, Egypt, Nazareth. Once again, if you don't know the answer to this, you haven't been listening because I've already told you uh, in the sermon. It was Egypt. Assyria is actually where uh, the Israelites were taken Uh, The northern kingdom was taken into captivity. Babylon was where Judah was taken into captivity. And ultimately Nazareth is where Joseph was told to take Jesus. But Egypt was this particular case. The angel who uh, announced Jesus' birth to Mary was... I'm not going to press it twice because the answer will come up. Okay, I'm going to press it twice. Three times. Can somebody hit enter? <clears throat> oh, okay, there we go. Gabriel, Michael, Tobias, we don't know. Yeah, okay, well, you know, uh, heretofore it's kind of been A, C, you know, this time it was A yeah yeah Gabriel we actually know the name of this guy does anybody else know who Gabriel appeared to in scripture oh now we're getting into the fat part of the book huh Uh, does does it say that that was Gabriel yeah (laughs) okay I don't know you're you're messing with me because yeah Daniel yes your son That's his name there, Daniel, Uh, over in the in the Old Testament. Gabriel appeared to Daniel, so he was a messenger from God, you know. And sometimes uh, this Michael guy, uh, you know, we think of Michael as being this archangel, a warrior type guy, because he was a warrior or she, whatever Michael is. That's one of those names. But uh, but Gabriel uh, brought the word of the Lord. You know how much how much better how much more powerful can you get than that joseph and mary went to bethlehem to visit relatives escape the rumors in nazareth take part in a census be near the temple when messiah was born okay yeah that would be c take part in the census you know all of these others are You know, answers that you could probably come up with, and I'm sure you can find people on the internet somewhere who think that these are others, but it was to take part in a census. We're going to slow down here in a minute, but uh, we're not quite there yet. Joseph and Mary took Jesus to the temple eight days after his birth to announce Messiah had come, pay their taxes, have him circumcised, register his birth. none of the above <laughs> on the eighth day every male must be circumcised okay it's it's all gone it's, it's just not there anymore <laughs> yeah yeah on the eighth day every uh, every Every male had to be had to be circumcised. And so when, when he came to the temple, that was, that was in fact what they were doing for him. This was the covenant that God gave to Abraham. When God promised to make him the father of, of many nations. And uh, the sign of God's covenant with Abraham. And that's when God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And so from that time forth, every, every child, every male child would be circumcised as a sign of that covenant. The prophecy of Messiah being born in Bethlehem came from the prophet Okay, let's hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course it's Micah. Yeah, Isaiah tells us a lot about Christ. Uh, and if you don't, you know, if you don't this one this is a hard one. If you don't know the answer to this one, this one isn't on the quiz when you're at the Pearly Gates that you have to take uh but you just think of the company that you're in herod didn't know the answer either uh, but uh micah the prophet micah very important prophecy regarding where he was to be born the prophecy of messiah being born of a virgin came from the prophet ezekiel daniel isaiah or zachariah okay this one this one is isaiah does anybody know what chapter it's in how many fingers are you holding up you're close uh you're closer than your mom is actually uh to the to the right answer <laughs> it's chapter seven of isaiah uh in fact it's isaiah seven fourteen. Uh, and it's one of the major prophecies in all of Scripture. It's one of the most important ones that we come up with. Okay, let's get into, let's get into some stuff that I'll, I'll talk about for a few minutes. Uh, first of all, the term Christmas comes from the Mass for Christ's birth, a Roman pagan holiday, a Druid midwinter festival, the Gospel of Luke. Well, you guys have been paying attention, or you were raised Roman Catholic. That's <laughs> the Mass uh, for Christ's birth there were in fact pagan midwinter festivals uh but that doesn't mean that creating that celebrating christ coming at that time is necessarily a bad thing uh two or three things here uh, first of all christ was not born on december the 25th i, I think that that's pretty that's pretty clear because the shepherds are out in the field and it's cold out in the field and on December the 25th um, if you've seen the Star of Bethlehem you know that probably something very significant did happen on December the 25th very good reason to, to celebrate that particular day some people um, especially now that the internet uh, has all the information and misinformation known to man out there uh, some people get really bent out of shape about the fact that we you know there were there were pagan holidays around that time and uh, uh, uh the Druids did have a, a midwinter festival, but they had it midwinter they didn 't have it december the twenty fifth it was actually uh around the uh the winter um, solstice and <clears throat> and all and they kind of go well this you know its origins are are pagan uh no it's not the origin of celebrating christ 's birth is pagan i don't think so now maybe we co-opted a particular celebration that was already going on, but dead gum, I wish we'd take them all. Just to be honest with you. They co-opt ours. I mean, what has a bunny got to do with Christ's resurrection? What what does 50% off have to do with Christ's coming? They certainly co-opt ours. So there's not really, I don't have a problem with us co-opting theirs and no the Bible doesn't necessarily tell us we have to celebrate Christmas but you've probably heard me say before angels celebrated it shepherds celebrated it wise men celebrated it I'm I'm in I'm all in because I I enjoy celebrating I I enjoy doing that and as I told you a few weeks ago this is one of the two times of year that we've got their ear that the secular world will actually listen they want to know the story so when people come along and go well, we shouldn't be doing this <clears throat> i have a problem with that i don't have a problem with them but i have a problem with that biblically i can't have a problem with them because and they and they can't have a problem with me biblically now they probably do anyway but romans 14 1 i love this passage of scripture Accept one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters everybody say disputable matters does, does anybody know what that word means disputable it means something that it's you can disagree about and you know some would say well okay it says that but that, this is we're trying to protect people from celebrating pagan stuff he he actually goes on to say later on in that same passage one person considers one day more sacred than another another considers every day alike each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord whoever eats meat does so to the Lord passages addressing meat sacrifice to idols For they give thanks to God and whoever abstains does so through the Lord and gives thanks to God and in the middle of that passage he says who are you to judge somebody else's servant to his own master he stands or falls and stand he will because God is able to make him stand so you know I just wanted to bring this along because sometimes people like to argue about this and they may argue with you and they can even make you feel badly because you have a Christmas tree (coughs) Or you have, I don't know, fudge at Christmas time, something you know. You give presents, things like that. You don't have to, but it's it's a disputable matter. They're okay as long as they're doing this out of reverence to the Lord, and you're okay as long as you're doing this as unto the Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. December the 25th? December the 15th, for that matter. I might even go see a play on December the 15th. We give gifts at Christmas because the Magi brought gifts to Jesus. It's good for the retail economy.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Okay, we're going to put new batteries in this thing in the meantime. Where did it go? How do I get it back? Okay, yeah. Thank you. Okay, pretend like you didn't see that. Because there's really only one of these that I could totally strike off, and I could probably add other reasons up there that are really the real reasons why we give gifts at Christmas. It's all about the motive of the heart. I mean, you know, sometimes we give gifts at Christmas because we like the people. And sometimes we give gifts at Christmas because we want them to think that we like them, even though we really don't. And sometimes we give gifts at Christmas because they will give us something. Yeah. Of the things that are up here, you know, there's really only two good reasons. Now, the Magi brought gifts to Jesus, <clears throat> and, and certainly that, that is a, an example, but we don't necessarily usually bring gifts to Jesus at Christmas time and so I, I think the best reason for giving to each other is because of what god gave yeah. and as uh, i don't know was it barbie someone was it uh, brian someone earlier was saying you know the best gift at christmas is free the best gift is is his son is what he gave and and all of the gifts that we give should be with that in mind well, that is motivation, and, you know, and so, uh, and once again, people can get on to you about oh, it's so commercial and everything. It, it's only commercial if it is in your heart. You know, there's really it's really not a bad idea to show the people that you love them that you love them in a tangible way, at some point in time during the, that's a godly thing. It's a very godly thing to do. Okay, fourteen. hit enter how many magi were they hit enter again <clears throat> three five more than a dozen we don't, no, no, we don't know oh you guys are so smart yeah hit hit hit, hit that again yeah, we don't know and the legend of of three uh, obviously came from the three gifts gold frankincense and myrrh uh, but doesn't say that there were three of them and in fact there were you're bringing me these right now huh okay well let's see here are they uh AAA? this guy is ready uh, it's uh it's two yeah good job no oh yeah i'll give you the old ones goodbye <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see if this works <laughs> where were we Oh, uh, we don't know. (laughs) We don't know where we were. I get it. Okay, yeah, I get it. The legend comes from three gifts. Okay, let's just skip over to the next one, shall we? (laughs) Mary gave birth to Jesus in an animal shelter because they couldn't afford a room. There was no room to rent, to hide Jesus from Herod hold on hold on I I, I think I made a mistake here let's see if this works to fulfill the scriptures is that your final answer okay (laughs) there were no rooms to rent even now the reason that many don't receive him is not because they don't believe not because they don't know the story it's because they don't have any room for him don't have any room Uh, John chapter 1 verse 11 says he came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him this last week I uh, was having lunch with, uh, with Father Ray Cash and he was he was telling me I, I was I was talking to him about uh, the beginning of Lemiz and the uh, and the the bishop and what an incredible saint the guy was, and and he and he told me he said uh, he knows it he didn't actually know this man but he knew the man's daughter uh, this man was a, a rector in the in the diocese where he serves and uh, his daughter was telling. Uh, Ray that uh, her dad just had this incredible heart for the poor and would uh, you know just give everything away and and he had an overcoat and his overcoat was getting pretty pretty worn it was it was pretty dodgy and his wife scrimped and saved him and, and bought him a new overcoat for Christmas and of course when he opened it you know his first reaction was why do I need two coats? But uh, they actually had someone come to their house, knock on their door, seeking help. Uh, uh, obviously a homeless poor guy. And uh, her dad went to, to deal with the situation. And when he came back in, uh, they said, okay, what, you know, what was, this, what was it? Well, it, you know, he, he needed help. And uh, you didn't give him your old overcoat, did you? And he said, no, I didn't. Uh, and of course you know that they come to find out that he gave him his new overcoat. And when they did, I said, why did you do that? And he said, that was Jesus at my door, and I wasn't going to give Jesus my old overcoat. The tragedy isn't that we don't have more christians that sold out that's not the tragedy that that is an exceptional person no question about it the tragedy is that we have so many christians who have no room for him at all that's the tragedy or so very little room you know if if you especially the things concerning the scripture if you look at them and you find yourself not really knowing some of them you know you're kind of glad that Kathy's down here answering things and and Rhonda's over there answering things and and the, and the gremlins and the wires are answering things for you you know don't I, this is not to make you feel dumb it's just to make you feel ignorant and that can be cured It can be cured in probably less than a half an hour if you got a half an hour to give to him if you got a half an hour to let him come in and enter in no there was no room for them and most of the time there still isn't in our lives the magi came to visit Jesus the night jesus was born two weeks after jesus birth two years after jesus birth we don't really know okay yeah it's kind of a trick question because we really don't know uh they they weren't there the night that jesus was born uh they saw the star when jesus was born they uh, uh, two weeks after jesus birth the liturgical church celebrates epiphany uh, but and that's great but at the same time it doesn't mean that they showed up two weeks later uh it probably was two years later and i talked about this last week so maybe maybe some people were listening because when herod realized that he'd been outwitted by the magi he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in bethlehem in its vicinity who were two years old and under according to the time that he had learned from the magi but but we don't actually know exactly how long it had been when they came I'm thinking two and a half years myself, actually. One and a half to two and a half years, because Jesus probably was born in the summertime or something, and I think the wise men arrived in the wintertime. Okay, the old prophet who announced Jesus to be the Messiah in the temple was John, Zechariah, Simeon, or Micah. Simeon. Once again, uh, not an earth-shaking piece of theology, but just something that you know if you've read this story. Jesus came from Bethlehem, Egypt, Nazareth, or God? Okay. This is a trick question. Because they're all right. Yeah, every, every one of them. I was listening to an interview uh the other day a guy had written a book about jesus and was saying you know he really wasn't born in bethlehem i mean jesus of nazareth duh he wasn't born in bethlehem i was kind of going what do you what do you mean that that doesn't mean anything nobody calls me ronnie of humboldt (laughs) but i was born there you know or or even ronnie of millersville anymore which is where i live for a good length of time i mean i'm ronnie of smyrna Because this is the longest place I've ever lived anywhere. And really, he came from God. You know what? And so did you. The only question is, are you going to get to go back (laughs) to him? And that can be done. They named him Jesus because the angel told Mary to, the angel told Joseph to, he would be the savior of the world. And once again, they're all right. Yes, the angel told Joseph, name him Jesus. The angel Gabriel told Mary, name him Jesus. But the reason is because he is the Savior. The Old Old Testament equivalent of that name Jesus is Joshua, and it means Yahweh is salvation, and he is indeed. In speaking of the Lord, Isaiah says he saw there was no one. He was appalled because there was no one to intervene, so his own arm. Achieved salvation for him his own righteousness sustained him and it achieved salvation for us as well why was it important for Jesus to be born of a virgin it's important because all who are born of Adam Adam's line are born into sin Romans says sin entered the world through one man and death through sin and in this way death came to all people because all sinned all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God every every one of us it doesn't matter how good you you have been you have sinned, just like the one who's been bad and so when Christ came he came to be a sacrifice for our sins but a sinful sacrifice is not an acceptable sacrifice it says over in Hebrews in speaking of Christ that As our high priest, such a high priest truly meets our needs, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. And he was able to do that because he was not born in sin. And so it is very, very important when the angel said to to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will not be the son of Adam. He'll be the son of God. He'll be an acceptable sacrifice. That is, uh, Him being born of a virgin isn't just a, a cute mystical idea. It's essential. It's absolutely essential because I need a Savior. And you need a Savior. And all of the people that you know who have not owned Christ need a savior and we have one the son of God and so this season of the year which belongs to us doesn't belong to merchandising it belongs to us know the story tell it and you know you see the art and there it all is you know we've got wise men we got shepherds we got angels we got Mary with a halo around her head animals there's probably a little shepherd boy in there somewhere in that picture you know don't you know this isn't so you can look at that and go oh those artists got it all wrong they're just trying to tell the story it's it's art they're trying to tell the story whatever God what in whatever way God has equipped you You tell the story. You tell it. It's the most wonderful news the world has ever heard. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men on whom his favor rests, and you are one of those on whom his favor rests. That's the message that you have. Would you stand with me? God rest ye merry yeah. you can uh, uh, if you've been here for a while you already know that the comma goes before gentlemen uh, so they're not merry gentlemen the blessing is God rest ye merry and you know you might just say that to some people because they will look at you weirdly and they might ask you what 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 what's up with that and then you can tell them them. Those who are going to pray with people, come forward this time. If you're here today and you, uh, you need something from the Lord, maybe you need the Lord. Maybe you've not given your life to it. This story is true, the message is, is good. Uh, we're going to worship for a few moments. And, um, if you need prayer, You come. Physical, emotional, mental, financial, spiritual. You come. God wants to answer prayer. Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who sent His Son into the world to be our Savior to be our Redeemer to bring peace may that peace reign in your hearts may you share the good news of the Savior with those in need Through Jesus Christ our Lord Amen Carols by Candlelight Wednesday night best night of the year, 7 o'clock.